you have to have some board level expertise, but what they're not mandating is each board member's activities and experience with regard to cybersecurity issues. But at a minimum, every public company is going to have to have some cybersecurity expertise on the board of some sort, some qualification, something that they can cite as addressing this risk. Global companies face unprecedented risks and challenges in today's economy. To mitigate these legal and economic risks, companies are rapidly embracing and elevating the importance of robust ethics and compliance programs to promote positive corporate citizenship. On Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, you'll hear from industry leaders and insiders about how to create effective ethics and compliance programs that will mitigate risks and maximize financial performance. Here's your host, Michael Volkoff. Hello, everyone. Michael Volkoff here for another episode of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. And today we're going to talk about the SEC's adoption of robust new cybersecurity disclosure rules. This is an important new set of rules. It took a long time for these rules to get enacted, over a year. And in late July 2023, the SEC announced the adoption of these new rules requiring public companies to disclose cybersecurity incidents and cybersecurity governance policies and practices. The SEC largely adopted its original proposal issued in March of 2022, but with some significant modifications, which a couple of issues we'll talk about applicable to cybersecurity disclosure requirements and the governance requirement of including a director who has some cybersecurity experience on the board. The SEC vote was right down partisan lines, three to two, which is not surprising. The new disclosure requirements, however, are effective no later than December 23rd of 2023 this year, or 90 days after publication in the Federal Register. Now, small public companies will face an effective date in June of 2024. The new rules include a major change in disclosure requirements, and this was the controversial part. Companies will now be required to file a Form 8K, which is a significant event or material event, to disclose material cybersecurity incidents within four business days of the company's determination of materiality. This is a transformative new rule that requires companies to implement specific disclosure controls now. Notice the trigger point here. The four-day trigger point is from the determination of materiality. The original proposal was not on the determination of materiality. It was four days from knowing or learning about the incident. That was very controversial because it didn't give enough time for an assessment of materiality, for controls, for reviews within the company. But this is definitely a new rule that's going to have a huge impact and to guide against or to prevent sort of delays from the company's determination of materiality. There are provisions in here which place requirements on the companies. You can't just sit on an incident and not make a determination, analyze it and delay, delay, delay as a way to avoid that materiality determination. In addition to this new incident disclosure requirement, companies are going to be required now to include in its annual Form 10-K a discussion about comprehensive disclosures concerning the company's management of cybersecurity's risks and its governance structure. 
all public companies will have to include the new disclosure obligations for the close of the physical year in 2023. Now, the new rule requires companies to make a determination of materiality, going back to that trigger point we talked about, without unreasonable delay after discovery of the incident. If a company determines that the incident is material, then it only has four business days to disclose the incident. And the SECs, like I said, these new rules modified the proposed trigger because of concerns that were raised. And the SEC, in, I think, became a little bit more practically minded when it said that companies may not have complete information about an incident. They may know about an incident, but in terms of the complete information that they need to know to make a materiality determination, and therefore they may have a reasonable delay that leads to the decision to disclose. But the SEC noted, however, that there were examples of unreasonable delay, including deferring committee meetings past the normal time it takes to convene its members. So, for example, if you had to have a risk committee meeting and you said, oh, we couldn't arrange a meeting for 30 days, and that's why we had this delay, that is not going to work. That will be seen as unreasonable delay. And when companies disclose a material cybersecurity incident, they're going to be required to include the nature, the scope, and timing of the incident and the potential impact on its financial operations. So the SEC expects companies to analyze qualitative factors when assessing materiality, including harm to reputation, customer and vendor supply relationships, and the impact of regulatory actions and civil litigation. As to the technical aspects of a cybersecurity disclosure requirement, companies will retain some discretion as to the nature and extent of disclosure of incident response systems, networks, or potential vulnerabilities. Now, that makes sense in that the technical disclosure could give, let's say, hackers or somebody who wanted to do harm to the company information that could be potentially used against the company. The rules, though, define a cybersecurity incident broadly. It's, quote, an unauthorized occurrence or a series of related unauthorized occurrences on or conducted through a registrant's information systems that jeopardizes the confidentiality, integrity, or availability of a registrant's information systems or any information residing therein. The final rule also includes a broad definition of information system to mean electronic systems owned or used by a company. And here's a very important issue. It extends to third-party information systems. Now, think about the impact that that has with your vendors and suppliers. Now, due diligence and now becomes even more important in terms of understanding their information security systems and their risks. This is a big issue, and I think it will have a profound impact, and this is something that companies have to address in a proactive way. So let's talk about the new 10K requirements, and then we're going to talk about the item 106 requirements. Under the new 10K requirements for the year, your annual report, companies will be required to make comprehensive disclosures in their 10K filings concerning cybersecurity risk management and governance standards, including one, integration of risk management process for cybersecurity enterprise risk management processes. 
In other words, you have to integrate your risk management program or cybersecurity incidents into your overall enterprise risk management process. And you have to disclose how that occurs. Two, use of consultants, auditors, and other parties to assist in this process. So you may have to disclose who you're using for consultants, your auditors, if you're doing, let's say, cybersecurity audits, other parties to assist who are assisting in this process. Three, you have to have oversight and disclosure about your oversight and identification of risks stemming from, here you got it again, third-party service providers. And four, previous cybersecurity incidents that have materially affected the company's business and financial conditions. So that's a quick summary of what the 10K requirements are going to be. Now, we also have to disclose in item 106 our board of directors oversight capabilities and the disclosure. And this is going to have implications that will come back to corporate board activities with regard to board capabilities, board member qualifications, and how our company is going to structure at the board level the board oversight and monitoring function. Is this going to be part of a risk management committee? Is it going to be part of an audit committee? Or is this going to be a full board responsibility? Or are we going to set up something with regard to information security as a separate type of committee? Now, companies will be required to disclose the board of directors oversight capabilities for cybersecurity risks. In this respect, companies are going to have to identify board committees or subcommittees responsible, one or more, for such oversight and describe the process by which the board or committee monitors cybersecurity risks and procedures for notifying the board, board of the committee, for the occurrence of a cybersecurity incident. So what are your controls in place? What are your procedures? What are your processes that are going to be important in this situation? And what are you going to depend upon? Also, the SEC did not adopt a requirement that companies, and I mentioned this earlier, disclose the board's cybersecurity expertise. Although the SEC observed that some amount of board-level experience and perspective should be included as part of any cybersecurity risk management program. So in other words, you have to have some board-level expertise, but what they're not mandating is each board member's activities and experience with regard to cybersecurity issues. But at a minimum, every public company is going to have to have some cybersecurity expertise on the board of some sort, some qualification, something that they can cite as addressing this risk. Additionally, companies, though, have to go even more comprehensive in their disclosures to include companies have to describe management's procedures and practices for assessing and mitigating cybersecurity risks. So all of a sudden, we're going to have to talk about what's our cybersecurity risk program, how are we doing this, and how are we going to mitigate the risks that occur, and what kind of policies and procedures do we have in place what kind of risk assessment, what kind of ongoing monitoring and oversight functions are we going to have with regard to senior management over the technical information systems as part of this? 
So that's kind of an overview of these rules. It's going to be pretty interesting to see how this gets implemented, whether or not they'll get implemented right away. We'll probably see some kind of appeals, I would expect. But given the SEC sort of pullback on this issue, I don't anticipate that there would maybe a stay of these rules pending an appeal, but we'll see. We have time to go here and see how the industry reacts because I think the SEC pulled back someone, but there still are a lot of comprehensive requirements here that are going to require some real board governance work as well as senior management work in the cybersecurity risk area and having disclosure protocols to make sure that issues just don't enter the system for sort of a disclosure analysis. Okay, so that's our cybersecurity issue for the week. We'll see you next week when we have another episode of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Thanks, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support the show is by subscribing on your favorite listening platform. To learn more and connect with Michael Volkov, go to volkovlaw.com. 